1: Sit down. What's up, you guys? I'm Sy, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On our channel, you can find podcasts, interviews, and content, and a whole host of subjects, including football, mental health, films, TV, conspiracy theories, writing, wrestling serial killers music and more today's episode we're talking nxt war games and wwe survivor series uh they were both up and down shows but they were very very good and on the whole pretty good weekend for the wwe um and there was some awesome awesome moments i uh, was quite, quite happy to enjoy it we're not going to be as detailed as normal because we're a bit pushed for time my uh, my guest who I love speaking wrestling with uh, is Mr. Andrew Thompson, who's a writer for post-wrestling, interviewer for post-wrestling. Got his own YouTube channel where he uh, interviews people from all around the wrestling world. Welcome, Andrew. How you doing, buddy?
0: What's going on, sir? How you feeling today, my brother?
1: It's all good, baby. I'm just, uh, just trying to catch up on the wrestling from last night. So I've watched AEW, but I haven't watched NXT. And... Uh, Bless you. You've just got up early, so Andrew's still in his pajamas, so he's not on camera. <laughs> t- still on it. Still in his pajamas, so he's not on camera today. But we're going to talk uh, some war games, and then we'll talk some Survivor Series. But uh, we will be. We'll go through them a bit quicker than normal, because I've got to pick my kids up from school. So yeah. Um, oh yeah, guys, as well. I've got a um, a new show with uh, UFC star. Brett John's coming soon. It's an Unscripted Uncensored. So uh, if you go to my Twitter or my Facebook, or my Facebook, their uh, posts are pinned. Get your questions in. They can be anything, MMA or anything you want to ask. And uh, Brett's a good laugh and he's, uh, he's got plenty to say. So you ask him a question and he'll give you an honest answer. Uh, it's going to be a very enjoyable show. Should be a good I'm one. Important. Oh, yeah. UFC star, baby. That's how we roll. <laughs> yeah, but I say you got to get, got to get, get these guests. Got to talk some, talk some stuff. People want the content. So, uh, war games. What do you think of it overall, mate?
0: I think it was a great show. Like takeovers, are always great. Like I don't know why. Like I, I feel like takeovers, they still, they still have this like special feeling to them. Like I, I get amped before watching the takeover. Like, before, like even doing the pre-show. I always get amped up because it's always like a lively crowd and it's always a good time. You know the match is gonna bang. Every like every single one is gonna hit. I like, it, it might not be like super great, but it's not gonna be bad and it's probably gonna be like really good and like every match just delivers. And I always enjoy take I think it was a great show. As they all But well, I I would say like from that takeover, that first takeover Brooklyn show uh in the summer of 2015, twenty fifteen or twenty six I can't remember which one it was, but uh their first takeover show until now, I would say the majority of takeovers have been really, really good, and I don't think they've had any bad takeovers at all since then,
1: yeah, no, they haven't evade have um, I think like the last couple of takeovers before war games, I've seen a few people say, yeah, they were really good, but they weren't as good as as normal or as as they've had before, but i there's never been a bad one since, like you say, since Brooklyn. They've all been so good. And I thought this was, uh, you know, this was no different. Um, like, I don't watch the pre-shows on, uh, on WWE. Obviously, when I watch the pay-per-views, I watch them the next morning. And um, with the pre-shows, I just fast forward to the matches because they, the WWE pre-shows annoy me because it's just video packages and stuff that I've generally seen. Whereas the NXT uh, pre-show obviously it's shorter and i always watch it because you'll always get something whether it's mm. like the the dakota kai or the sorry the the uh mia yim getting attacked and being taken out of it you'll always get like some little uh story development even if it's only small and it's only a short like half hour pre-show or so so it's always i always watch it because it gets me excited for the takeover show whereas the the main roster uh pre-shows they always feel like a bit of a drag so i fast forward to the get uh, to the matches so yeah you had mia yim uh she was attacked didn't know who it was even though everyone knew where the story was going it was kind of like it was sometimes predictable is okay as long as it's done well because if it's you know to make a logical story sometimes you've got to go with what's predictable and i think they did a really good job with the with the whole story uh you know they took me a year out i did feel sorry for her a bit because she had like a bull uh face paint on which she tweeted out like she was she was good to go and she was you know obviously she knew deep down that she wasn't going to be on the show but um i liked the story and the way they did it
0: they they had me uh I was I was fifty fifty on it I really didn't I I I kind of thought Dakota Kai but I kind of thought it was gonna be like either another option or they would like just really wanna go like full baby face with Dakota Kai give her the whole comeback so I was like they they kind of surprised me with the heel turn that's why I thought it was so good because I was like eh, I don't really know if they're gonna turn her but I think they probably might turn her so that was actually a really good little touch and I did I did I I feel bad for Mia M too because I'm pretty sure they probably told her she was gonna be in the match and then you know. She got told she wasn't gonna be in the match, and I'm pretty sure that sucked. And I'm like, yeah, I give her respect for like being professional about it, you know, keeping it going on Twitter, acting as if she was still still gonna be in the match. I'm pretty sure that wasn't easy to do when you see your fellow colleagues being a part of this first ever, and you you got to sit it out. Like I'm I'm pretty sure that sucked.
1: Yeah, I mean, even though the story part of it was really good, wasn't it with Mia Yim, with Dakota Kai, with Tegan Knox, but if you look at it from that point of view as well, obviously Mia Yim and Tegan Knox didn't get to take part in the first ever war games for women, women, which would have been a huge deal for them and a massive moment. And they obviously, they didn't get to get in the ring. But from a story perspective, I thought they were a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. They were a big part of it. And I thought it was very well done. Um, You had obviously you had uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Angel Gaza. In the pre-show, which Angel Garza is so over, man, he's uh, he's special boy. But so is uh, so is uh, Isaiah Scott. I say the crowd love both of these guys. Um, I don't really like uh, dude's finisher though. Um, Angel Garza's finisher, where he does like that kind of like the wing clipper, and it's like kind of almost like a full Nelson.
0: That's exactly them. I think that's exactly what it's called it's like the wing something the wing clipper
1: Yeah I'm not a fan of that but um but overall like he's so over and he takes his trousers off and I do like the way that <laughs> he he changes um like the point in where he takes the trousers off so it's not like always at the same point in the match it can be a bit earlier it can be a bit later sometimes he gets caught so they're like half on and half off Um, And a couple of weeks ago, he did that spot where they did like a sunset flip off the turnbuckle. But the guy who did it to him only took his trousers trousers off as he did it because he just started taking them off just before, um, which was really clever. But I thought this match was pretty good. It wasn't like a a pay-per-view match in terms of, you know, like length and work. But um, it was a very good match. The crowd was into it. The crowd loves Angel Garza.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a good match to um, to heat the crowd up. I think uh I I Isaiah Scott, he's like one of those guys that like they they he moves like really swiftly around the ring. Like really smooth everything he does looks smooth. He's like um like Cedric Alexander and and Big Swole and, and people like ACH like they they move around the ring like gracefully. So it's like everything they do looks like very easy even though it, it is actually actuality is really hard. And Agent Angel Gaza, I think he's really gotten over too. Like especially with the full sale crowd, maybe this takeover crowd, like that, like they 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 will have fun too. But I feel like he's more accustomed and equipped with the full sale crowd because of the way they react to because they know everything he's going to do for the most part. So like I think both of them had a really good showing, um, you know. And I think it's only going to be up from here for for both of them, and we might see this match uh, at a a uh, main event well that main event but uh, it might be an NXT North American title match in like 2 years from now.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I yeah, you're right about Swerve and all those people which you named and the, the, the thing I like about him as well is it's not just that he's so smooth around the ring, but everything looks sharp and quick. So like every kick and every move is done at a speed which just makes it that extra bit uh, impressive and uh, i'm a big fan i hope um they start to but nxt is so jam-packed with with guys and stars now that like if you look through the mid card up to the main event scene in nxt they're just everywhere there's so many guys and girls who are who are strong who you could easily with a couple of big wins move up to the title picture or they could just move into a North American Championship match, um, which is obviously really good. But I think they've done a good job of building quite a few guys, whereas quite often on Raw and SmackDown, they tend to build, like, your main event, two or three guys, and then everyone underneath can sometimes get lost in the shuffle. Um, And I think NXT is doing quite a good job of building a lot of people up to you know to move to move in and out of different slots as they need them
0: okay um, so so before we uh get into the main takeover card i did want to ask you this since this is a big topic uh, what do you think about the whole uh moral Ronaldo grace situation oh, since since we saying so you know moral call yeah, takeover man. and we already you know i was about to say before we get into the actual yeah, takeover yeah. card talk about the man the voice of the show
1: so for me, like, I'm big on, like, mental health and stuff. Like, I've had issues myself. I talk to people about mental health and different stuff. Um, and I've got someone coming on to talk about bipolar disorder as well uh, after Christmas, who's a, who's a you know, a doctor who deals with it on a daily basis. Um, and sometimes I've I've seen a few people on, like, Twitter saying, oh, just because he's got bipolar doesn't mean he's exempt from criticism. and Or, you know, he's got depression. What's the matter? You know, he's still got a... Do this, or he's gonna do that. But like, what people, I think, what people, some people don't understand is like, bipolar, is like one extreme to the other. So like, one day you can be really, really like happy and positive and and excitable and like have mania, but then, literally by the evening of that day, you could be the the lowest you've ever been. You could be really angry. You could be really upset. You could be really emotional. it's really, really up and down and it's mm. very dif- very difficult to deal with um, and it's a very difficult illness to manage um, and you know, it takes a lot out of the person who's got it, it takes a lot out of their family and, and you need support from family and friends and stuff so in terms of what Corey Graves said look what he said is whether you think it's correct or not, is kind of not the point in the days leading up to takeover, Maro Ronaldo said that he was struggling with his mental health, but he was really hyped for takeover like he 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 had mentioned that he wasn't doing great, so as someone who's worked with him as someone who's a you know a colleague and a coworker for me, Corey Graves, if he thinks that and it wasn't just a tweet just to be you know a bit of a try, and just winding people up because I do wonder whether he was just doing it just to Annoy people on social media while the show was on, and he knew everyone was watching. Um, but if say he if he does think that maybe Maro cuts off the other two guys and uh, Beth and Nigel on the commentary, that's that's okay. But go and speak to Maro and Aloe and, and and say that. Don't do it on Twitter when you know that as soon as you put that out on Twitter, it's not what Corey Graves said necessarily because like he didn't tag Maro, he didn't. You know, go at him. He didn't like send him loads of tweets and go at him. But what he did is, he said that everyone knew what he meant, and it meant that loads and loads of people, like trolls and just horrible people on Twitter, went after Morrow on Twitter. So he'd have got like, you know, hundreds of notifications of people either saying, "Oh, Corey Graves said this," or or them saying, you know, being abusive or being aggressive or saying not very nice things. And if you're struggling, that's the last thing you need is like hundreds of notifications of people saying really negative stuff. So for me, Corey Graves should have, especially because Corey Graves just before, about an hour before, put up a tweet um, saying something like uh, people on it's social it's social it's media social not People respond. on
0: social media, they, they get too comfortable with uh, talking trash to other people and not getting yeah. punched in the face for it.
1: Yeah, so I mean, and you know, he's had his fair share of like people, you know, giving him grief and giving him shit. So he should have known better, because he should have been aware that when he, you know, everyone knew that Morrow was not having the best of weeks. So he should have known that by saying that people were going to go after Morrow, um, so I wasn't very impressed with that because I think Corey Graves is aware enough. And intelligent enough to know what was going to happen, um, like he knew that people would go after Morrow and they would tweet him loads of stuff, and he did it anyway. So I kind of lost a lot of respect for him. I just um, think
0: you shouldn't like if you if you had something to say about a coworker, you should say it to them in private. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure you could easily see them in private. Like I know Grace, yeah. like he he took to the uh, the little after the bill <laughs> podcast, and he even mentioned Morrow by name, like which nope. was weird. Like he like gave like one of those half half apologies where it's like, oh, I'm sorry you were offended, like, yeah, that, yeah. like that, that type of thing. And like I mean, and he like I'm, I saw a report the other day, well yesterday, and it was like, um, I th- I think it was from Pro Wrestling. She I think that's who it was uh, that said Graves. His his intentions was trying to uh, like I guess like talk like a little bit of smack tomorrow for the because they they were going to call a match a, c- a couple of matches as adversaries together. And I'm like, I mean, well, you you could use that excuse, I guess. But, I mean, if you were going to do that, like, and this is just me speaking, if I'm doing that with Mauro Ronaldo, I'm going to DM him about that first mm-hmm. or get in contact with him about that first. Like, hey, man, I'm going uh, to do a little angle on, on social media whatever. Like, I'm just joking around, yada, yada, yada. You know, you go back yeah. at me, and then we could uh, finalize it, wrap it up tomorrow during the broadcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Talk a little bit back on it. Like I, that's what I would do, cause I mean, if you know Moro has mental health issues, he—I don't really think that's the type of guy that you just do these like little spontaneous angles thing where he's yeah, like, but yeah. he's gonna catch on and be like, oh yeah, he's working, you know, he's working, yeah. he's having fun. Like, nah, I, I would have DM Moro or hit him up and be like, hey, are you cool with this such and such? And then like Corey Graves, like he—he he should know better than anybody from the years had. Like, just stop talking dump stuff on social media because I remember when the whole story broke with him and Carmella, dude, damn near went off the rails because yeah. the amount of hate he was getting because the, the they said he was the name, the that whole situation. So I mean, I think Graves gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, I the, the best thing for him to do now is like, like I mean, he ain't delete the tweets. The tweets are still up, like to the as of this, like as we're doing this podcast. So I mean, like I, I think the best thing for him to do is like getting contact with Morrill personally. And I know yeah. you I I don't know if you saw a report that uh what's the name that uh John Pollock reported uh that Moral wasn't gonna be on NXT and they don't know if he's gonna be on next week's episode either. But they they have been talking to him but they just don't know if he's coming back or not. And it's like
1: bad, bad and, that's bad news.
0: And uh so uh Ariel Hilwani he tweeted that Moral he was like just, just know the MMA community you got your back, et cetera and stuff like that. So I mean I I hope Morrow comes back, but like you know that like that that stuff can be like tasking, man. Like he he already got his issues, and then like you got him thinking about that, like the other stuff. So I'm mean, like I hope he comes back. Like, but the fact that they don't even know if he's going to come back next week, like that's like eh. like because after the first time with JBL, like this should have never happened again. Like, yeah, bro, like is it just that hard? Like to just leave people alone? Like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's because like like you say, at the end of the day, right, they've worked together before. They have. Um, they've so, done like, pay
0: per views together before.
1: You you're telling me that Corey Graves doesn't have Mario Ronaldo's phone number. I don't believe that for one second. And but I'm unless, pretty sure
0: it's not hard to get it if you work yeah. in a company with the dude.
1: Yeah. Unless all right, let's say by some strange, weird reason he hasn't got his phone number. He could DM him like you said, and he could have given him a heads up and say, you know, I'm working. Let's get something going before we call the shows tomorrow. And then Maro could have said, do you know what? I'm not really in the the right place for that because loads of people are going to reply and I don't feel great, so luck like, can we not. And, you know, it, there you go. Or he just give him a heads up, but like to do it like that. And then, yeah, the apology was weird because he didn't name him. And I can I I did think well maybe he's not naming him because he doesn't want to like draw more attention to him tomorrow to like give him more kind of grief from people, but then I just thought well no everyone kind of knows you know that what it's about but he didn't even really apologise either it was like uh, I'm sorry that you're offended rather than I'm sorry I was a dick, um, but yeah I think it's worrying. What would worry me if I was WWE, or certainly if I was in NXT and I was Triple H, is the fact that on, I think it was Sunday's Observer Radio, they said he was coming back on Wednesday, and on Survivor Series, they said he was coming back on Wednesday, and then obviously he wasn't on the show. And now it seems like that he's not going to be on next week's show. And that's a problem, because he... I know that he's very popular with, like, Triple H and with the, you know, with the company. Like, I know they really like him. He brings yeah, they love more, man. He brings legitimacy as well because of his, you know, his MMA and his boxing work. And he's the, you know, he's the best. He's the best commentator, announcer
0: I in, think res- in
1: wrestling. And, then,
0: and then I, I don't think they want to lose him because, I mean, one, I think one of the, like, the major reasons he got brought back is, you remember, when he first came back, he was about to call the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Yeah. Like... He was about to do that, and they brought him back like right before that, and they got some publicity from that. You know what I'm saying? So if I were them, man, I'm I'm doing like what what whatever I can to 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 you know get the moral back back in the booth because you can't be an advocate for 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 mental health as WWE is and taking breaks and stuff like that, and then you have one of your employees uh causing mental stress on another coworker. Yeah. Like who 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 you've already been through this situation with before, so it's yeah. like, man, like I don't know how they're gonna do it, but they they gotta mm-hmm. get moral back, and if moral don't come back, it's not gonna look good, it's not gonna look good on them. But at the same time, I I kind of look at it as you know, it it could be an opening for Tom Phillips because he was on commentary last night for NXT, and yeah. I like Tom, I I really I like, like Tom him. Phillips, like he's he's like really good, and I think that could be like an awesome think for him if Moral does not decide to come back, you know what I'm saying. So it's like yeah. you know, it I like went... like one like somebody else's uh, exit could be your opening. And I, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I always look at like opportunities like that, just in life in general, not even in wrestling. Like somebody else steps away and you fill in, and then it could be your your big breakout, you know. But yeah. I, I I do hope Moral comes back, and if he doesn't, I hope he's like okay, because I I mean I know he um I know Frank Shanrock's taking care of him so as his buddy, so, you know.
1: Yeah, and, like, with mental health and stuff, you've got to rely, you know, your friends, your family, people who you can turn to who've got your back, and, you know, I think that's the main thing, is that that I just hope that he's okay. But the other side of it as well is he could just think, look, I've been through this with JBL, I really don't need this on top of Everything else that's going on with my mental health, you know, I've got that to deal with. So maybe I'll just stick to boxing and MMA where I don't have this problem. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I do wonder whether he might just think, nah, I don't need this. But uh, he he is a wrestling fan as well, isn't he? And he loves, you know, he loves takeovers and he loves NXT. Isn't it weird though that he only has these problems or he's only had problems with co workers or with WWE when it's Away from NXT and triple
0: H. I, th- I think I, th- I think it's a little bit of like jealousy, a little bit like just a little bit like just a yeah. little bit of envy because everybody likes Moro and Moro's like really good and they say, I mean he, he he does make quite a few like pop culture references, you know. But that's that's his thing, that's his gig. Like that's what that's mm-hmm. what he's good at. He plays to that younger audience and like people yeah. know what he's uh, obviously know what he's talking about. I like Moro. I don't have an issue with it at all. But, like, some people feel like he may be a little too talkative, but I'm like, he gets the the, the match amped up. Like, what the hell, like, when when a when match gets dry, like, the match is boring sometimes, would you want a commentator to sit there and just be dead silent? Hell no. Like, you want to be amped up.
1: I would rather have Mauro Ranello, like he is, because I think he's amazing and excellent, than I have J, JR, who's on AEW at the moment, because I feel like JR is taken away from certain parts of the show, because he either doesn't know what's going on, or he Uh-oh. doesn't know the, so, doesn't know so, the people.
0: Sad so about to get banned from all future AEW events.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, man, like, just for instance, on AEW last night, you had the the, the Blade and uh, the Butcher debut. There's a big angle for them, you know, to make their debut attacking Cody mm. and stuff. And, and I thought, JR, like, the, the crowd didn't really know who they were, so that took away from it a little bit. But then yeah. on top of that, JR was like he just I don't know he just he really I, 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 took I think, away from
0: it I, I think he he like genuinely probably did not know they were going to debut or he genuinely did not know who they I know Escalliba knew who they are I I didn't knew I didn't know who they are until like uh, like five minutes like after the debut I was like oh that's uh Braxton Sutter that's yeah, Ali he, that's Ali's real life husband so I like I, I didn't like it took me a minute to process that and then uh, Andy I think Andy Williams or something like that Andy Williams I recognized him, like, probably a good seven minutes after the segment. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame J.R., but, like, I, I I get what you're saying, like, 100%. But he, it's, he not, kinda... you know,
1: it's not just that. It's like he, throughout the show, I think it was, like, one or two, maybe three times where he, the way he was calling it was taken away from what was going on on the screen, whereas you want your announcers to, to, to enhance what's going on on the screen. If they can't get the people over... Who are you know in the stories and the matches and stuff at least call the match really well and be excited and call the moves and do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I feel like at the moment he not all the time not you know not not constantly I'm not saying he's terrible but I think feel like at points he does take away from certain aspects of the shows um, and that's a problem for me. So I'd always, I, at the moment, there's no other commentator that I would take over Mauro Ronaldo in the world a, anywhere. Um, but that's just me. You know, everyone's got a personal kind of uh, what they prefer from their announcers or who they prefer. But for me, I Mauro is my best, the best play-by-play guy in the world, um, and I just think Corey Graves was a bit of a dick in this instance. And uh, he should should have known better. That's that's the thing for me is not necessarily what he said, it's that he said it because he knew he knew what would happen and he knew that Marrow was already struggling. Um and I just think it was needless. He, you know he's not um like he's not stupid, he's intelligent enough to know what was gonna happen. Um and if I was triple H, I'd be saying to Corey Graves you get him back, you make this right, or we're gonna have a problem. And you know, basically put it in his court and say, You need to contact Moro Ronaldo, you need to make it right, you need to apologize, and you need to kind of not get him back because obviously that's not his job, but like basically get him back, you know, to NXT. Then,
0: but then, then we're gonna get Triple H versus Corey Graves at WrestleMania
1: 36. Yeah, squash. <laughs> Goldberg style, <laughs> Mara Ronaldo on a pole, <laughs> right? But yeah, yeah, Corey. The uh, the outcome of that little discussion is Corey Graves with a dick, and he should have known better.
0: Yeah, man, well, we're, we're, we're gonna see you next week, next Wednesday. We're gonna see the
1: problem is every week he's not there.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's it gonna be get way worse. worse. Oh yeah, worse. Oh, worse. oh yeah. Like that—that—that's the thing. I don't know what Graves thought he was doing, but this situation is not gonna go away, buddy. Like, if more don't come back next week, it's gonna get worse. If he ain't did it next week, it's gonna get worse. Like, I'm telling you. Like, he, I, I think he would just learn. Like, if you ain't got nothing good to say, just shut the hell up. Yeah. Just, 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 just shut up, bro. That's what like, my, mom, just, that's what
1: my mom, mom told me. is If you ain't got nothing nice to say, then don't say it, anything.
0: Just just be quiet. Like yeah. I, I, That's the thing about social media, man. It's like people, like, they, 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 they take... Now, I don't want to be, like, all cliche and shit and say, like, oh, you take it too seriously, but, like, some people, like, they genuinely don't know how to chill out. Yeah, Like, they get on their social media and just say whatever they want because they, they not used to paying, like, you know repercussions for it like for yeah. real like you you can't the, even even with celebrities like you can't just say crazy stuff to people and then exp- like i'm put pre- like i've seen people who i know like say crazy stuff to other people who i know and hey, you get slapped in public for that you know yeah. what i'm saying like, you get put and get your, hand, your hands put on you for that like you can't just be crazy, talking crazy to anybody because you'll never know what can happen like e- even in a situation where it's not physical like you could be hurting somebody else yeah like yeah. just, just, just if you like, if you ain't got good, I may say you gotta be all super positive. But like, if you if you won't come at somebody, the best thing you can do is do it in a face or do it through private message. Like, right? yeah, that's all I gotta say about it. But we, but we digress. that that yeah, as about always four games.
1: As always, and talk. the last thing I will say about it is I've seen a lot of people say. Or he's not above criticism, he should be able to be criticized he's whether not, he's but
0: like, I mean but, you, you but guys but know issue, yet, is health issues like yeah that leave the, alone, the bro
1: <laughs> the issue is not like that he was criticized, it's the way that he was done in in public, knowing that it by was by a coworker. Yeah, by a coworker, knowing that it would cause, you know, people to to bombard him with messages. So if you think he got off he would have finished because this was said during takeover. So like he would have got off takeover uh, Like super hyped And super positive And then he would have kind of seen the message of Corey Or he would have seen what Corey put And then he would have gone into his Notifications And it would have been like just hundreds and hundreds Of people so you can see how it, Like if someone's struggling with their mental health Already you could see how that would Affect them but Here we go Yeah. So let's move Along uh the women's war games match which uh, it kind of ended up being four on two because
0: um that was match of the night man. It was awesome wasn't it? Match of the night. They so like
1: it. Yeah, so rather than go through um just each bit but, but um obviously yeah,
0: we, they we, come we to just, just do a quick rundown.
1: Yeah, yeah. They um so when it got to, basically when it got to Dakota Kai to come out for uh Rhea Ripley's team, Rio Ripley and uh who was in the ring? Rhea Ripley and Candice Michelle were already in the ring. Um Candice Who? Candace LeRae. So who did I say?
0: <laughs> who did I say? Did you... <laughs> Candace Michelle. Yeah, oh,
1: there you go. Candace
0: Michelle. Candace, she was back. was watching some she... 2000, 2006 uh, <laughs> network last night.
1: Yeah, I was watching Cyber Monday. <laughs> so um yeah, so Candice LaRay was in the in the <laughs> ring and Got me now. And uh, I think it was only Shayna was left on in the cage and Shayna's team and in then in the other cage was Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. Uh Dakota Kai comes out, like Tegan Knox is like amping her up and saying Go, go, go. And she walks like a couple of steps out the cage as if she's going to the ring. And she turns around and she beat the brakes off uh Tegan Knox. She, she just whooped like, she whooped her real good. <laughs> yeah. She was, like, slamming the door into her, like, surgically repaired knee. That she hit me a little bit. I ain't going yeah. to lie to you. I was
0: like, not too hard, man. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't hit it too hard.
1: Come on, we're working. And then uh, she took the brace off her knee, and she was, like, beating it. It was a real, real good, like, turn. and oh, beat yeah, that was down. Good. So, so after she beat her up, she, she left, which meant it was four to three. Um. So you had Shayna in the one cage and Tegan Nox down in the other cage and Dakota Kai was long gone. Um, so then Shayna Baszler's next. She comes out the cage. She's like, you know, cocky and arrogant. She knows. Um, then they kind of announced that Tegan, you know, she was taken away. She wasn't in it. So it was down to four on two, which I've got to say was a very brave decision. For your first ever war games to do a storyline where it ends up being a four on two handicap match because that could have gone wrong. The crowd could have turned. You know, it was just there was a lot of th- a lot of moving parts and a lot of stuff could have gone wrong with the story. I,
0: I, I actually think uh just to chime in a little bit, I think that was like one of the best decisions right there because you don't want it to be like a cluster. Like yeah. you, even though even though that's the regular numbers for war games, you, you don't want people to be like oh, focus here, focus here, focus here, because you're going to get that in the men's match later yeah. in the night. So, like, it, I, I, th- I think that was, like, probably one of the best decisions was to, look, let's keep Rhea and, and, and Candice in there, and then we could spotlight Shayna, Bianca, uh, EO and eat. Dude, EO got the biggest pop, like, out of everybody. Like, dude, she is over. Like, man, it is ridiculous. So and she don't even need a title. I really don't think she needs the NXT women's title at all. Like she's just over. I think you need to keep putting her in like important feuds that people care about and just keep keeping the ball rolling. Like she's over as hell. But yeah, I think that was a good decision to have uh just just six people in a cage and you know, don't let it be a cluster so you could focus more on the story and just like I think it worked out great for what it was.
1: Yeah, I thought it was just such a good match and I thought every single woman in there had a, at least a few moments where they were awesome.
0: Uh, and you know the crazy thing? Just time look. They 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 all had. They all have stories coming yeah. out of the takeover. Like there's nobody like in a dead spot. Like everybody has an issue to have another issue with somebody in that match. Like it's either you you took away this moment from me, or you did this to me, or you pinned me. Like Rhea Ripley obviously probably is going to be challenger Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's title at Takeover Portland in February. Bianca could have an issue with the members of her team, Kaylee yeah. Ray. Like they could be beefing with Kaylee Ray because they like you, you, you got you just got lumped into this. So this could be your fault that we lost. Can they probably got issues with Candice LeRae? Shayna Baszler probably got issues with everybody in that match now. So like and yo, like she she's just over. So you can just throw her in anything. So it, you it's, know, what? It's good. I
1: would like to see uh, Kaylee Ray versus Candice LeRae. I think that could be an awesome match. I wouldn't mind seeing them go a bit um like a bit like hardcore bringing some weapons do like a last woman standing match
0: Cardiff Kansas I mean Cardiff Candace.
1: Yeah I like, just think like I think they could have an awesome match because like Kaylee Ray on the indie scene was like she was all about the crazy stuff and she hasn't really shown that in the um like NXT UK or NXT, she hasn't shown that side of her character. And obviously, you know, everyone knows like Candice LeRae on the Indies, where she was with Joey Ryan. And like, there's all you know, you always see that that picture will always pop up now and again when it where where she's covered in blood um, after a match with I think it's with from a match with the Young Bucks in uh, PWG, I think. Um, but like, I'd love to see them two just. Let off the reins a bit and just go mental, just like smashing each other. But I also, do you know what else would be quite guy I quite like to see? Is Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair. That'd um, be a banger.
0: Because I, mean, I thought, like, it, you do think it was like 20 weird. minutes?
1: Do you think it was weird that Bianca Belair kind of turned heel just for this match? Like oh. she was she a was baby face. I know, I, I
0: don't even know if she's a heel or a baby she, face. I think she's a tweener. She's just I mean, all
1: about
0: her, isn't she? Because I mean, people gonna cheer and some people gonna bore, which I don't get. But you know, I mean, I, I don't really think she's a she's a heel. I don't think Yo, they present Yo as a heel. But did you hear that pop she got? She ain't no yeah. damn heel. Like she just marches to the beauty of her own drum, and so does Bianca Bill. I I I'm starting to think like maybe that the, the the idea of heels and baby faces are starting to like wear out a little bit. Because I mean, like people gonna cheer for who they want to cheer for, like. I, I, I truly think, and people are gonna call me crazy. I think one day people are going to like absolutely love uh, a dude like Baron Corbin. Like, people people hate him now, but like they 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 gonna treat him just like how they treat the Miz now. Like, we we like you you, you did your just do like yeah. we respect you. And I, I like I just think like was in baby faces are starting to like fade out. So like Bianca Belair, she's a tweener. Io Shirai, she's a tweener. Like the crowds love him. So, you know, it, I mean, it could go either way, though, honestly.
1: Yeah, and the women's division in NXT is looking unbelievable at the moment. It's, like, looking so good. Um, like and like you say, everyone's got some sort of story or, or confrontation coming out of it. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to keep being good. Um, you know, I think that Rhea Ripley is going to take the NXT title, at the oh, next, yeah, definitely. Take, next takeover is that takeover portland is it yeah, the next
0: takeover room. portland yeah I, yeah it's in february and i i, th- I think like i honestly do like right now i think if if you're gonna put, take the title off of shana because i think shana is right behind oscars the, the best nxt women champion of all time mm-hmm. like if, if, if anybody's gonna do it it's, it's gonna be real ripley
1: but you know what I, might might stop it though is sorry to interrupt you, mate. Uh, is I wonder whether they may have Rhea Ripley win the rumble. Um, because she mm. is she was so so over on the main on you know, on Raw and SmackDown as well.
0: she got she that got that unique
1: the... look, she got yeah. the work, and I and Triple H obviously is a big fan, and I just think they won't take the title off Shayna to give it to Rhea if they see like a big match between Rhea and someone at Mania. I would like to see Rhea versus Becky
0: at Mania. Yeah, but for real, for real, I I think that match that they had on NXT that was one of the like and it was it wasn't that long but that was one of Becky's best performances that I've seen since probably Evolution when she had that match with Charlotte Flair because mm-hmm. I mean I, I think Becky like she she's she's more of the the it's the character that's interesting yeah as opposed to the in ring work. If that yeah, makes yeah. sense, and I, I think the last like great match that I seen from Becky was at Evolution against Charlotte, and like now like, like that match against Rear like Rear brought like the best out of Becky, like and that was like she looked really really good in that match, and that, it was a it was a fun match. So yeah, I I can honestly see that happening. Rear Ribby like she she blessed man like she she got the she got the look, got the theme music, which I think is very important. I think that's an underrated too with a professional wrestler, the theme music. She got the theme. Like I said, she got the look. She can wrestle. She got size, so she can work with the smaller, the smaller uh, female athletes. Like she can do like the like the things she does with Sasha Banks, like the twist around DDT. Yeah, like yeah. you got to You got to have some size and some power to pull that off to make it look good, at least. And Rhea, Rhea's great, man. Like she gonna be, she gonna be good, man. And like everybody says, she only twenty three years old, so you know, they ain't gotta, exactly. you ain't gotta do it now. You can do it honestly whenever, but I think now's the right time.
1: Yeah, and I think while people are are hot for her, it's the right time. However, equally, what they could do is they could have Rhea beat Shayna. They could have Shayna turn up in the Rumble in January. Even if she doesn't win it, you could have Becky Costa. She could be in the last three and then have Becky Costa. You could then have Shayna lose in February to Rhea and move Shayna up to Raw. Um,
0: Do you think think Ronda Rousey is going to be in the Rumble?
1: 't know if she is then you can expect a four women uh four horse women face off but Becky if she's champion isn't gonna be in the rumble so I don't know, quite know how they get that done um but it'd be interesting unless Shayna perhaps wins it or shit like the last three are like Shayna uh Shayna Charlotte and Rhonda or something like that and one like Charlotte wins then the other two start beating her down and the and then Jessamine and Marina sphereer sort of come down and join in this four on one like a beat down after Charlotte's won the rumble and then Becky makes her way down and then it's four on two they start getting beaten down and then Bailey and Sasha come and you get it that way but if I think as soon as Ronda's back because I think they they're maneuvering to move Shayna to Raw by the angle which closed Mania and the way they you know booked her, the way they booked her in the run up to Survivor Series I think she's going to be going to Raw sooner rather than later. Um and I just think as soon as Ronda's back they're going to do that angle. I was surprised they didn't do it as Survivor Series but It all depends on Rhonda, doesn't it? It depends. Like, she obviously has made it public. She wants to have a baby. So, it's kind of all on her, isn't it? Um, So, yeah, there's lots they could do. Um, So, Rhea and uh, Candice LeRae won after Rhea handcuffs herself to Shayna and hits the riptide over two chairs, which was awesome. Um, but there was, you know, there was many spots. There was a moonsault off the top of the cage by Yusor Shrai. It was an awesome, awesome match. Um, it was very, very good. Uh, next up was also a bloody awesome match. I really, really enjoyed this as well. And like this is what I mean about takeovers. They just go. They start. They always seem to get the opening match right. Have you noticed that, like, the, whether it's a tag match with like the revival or the undisputed era or someone like that opening it, the the opening match of the main takeover card is always always awesome.
0: Yeah, you go, um, you go I, I think just with look... takeovers in general, I think the best thing that they do is they 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 pick the match that they think could could steal the show and they put it on first. Like, yeah. and it, it might not even be the most hyped up match on the card. It could just be the match that they think might have the best in ring rate. And can have the best, like get the best pops out of the crowd and they'd be like, go mm-hmm. go go do that first. And I um like I think the the match order is something that's always really good on takeovers. And I, I think that's just a competition thing a bit between, you know, co because, like they, mm-hmm. you know, like you you like you ain't gonna show me up. So we gonna go out there and we gonna kill it too. And that's that's like a good thing. Friendly competition between uh coworkers.
1: Yeah, damn right. It was it was it's what you want, isn't it? You want them, uh, you know, not not working against each other. You want them working together to put on the best show. But, like, a bit of friendly competition, isn't it? You know, they all want to be the best. Show it. And uh, I feel like NXT does that very well. So you had Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest versus Killian Dane with the winner, getting a shot at Adam Cole's NXT Championship at the next night of Survivor Series. Um, this was an awesome match, i got to say It was really, really enjoyable You know, Pete Dunne is just so um, He's just so good in the ring He's Just everything just looks so good and crisp um, He hit this, uh, like a snap German suplex uh, On, I think it was Dane And it was just, oh, it was beautiful Just so quick and just like real snap to it but um one of my favourite spots was when Dane had um uh, I think uh I'm trying to think which way around it was. I think um so punishment not punishment Martinez was his sorry, Damien Priest was on the floor on his back, um and uh Killian Dane picks up Pete Dunn and does a Michinoku driver, but as he sits down to do the Michinoku driver, he slams Pete Dunn's head into uh, Damien Priest's head, and sits on his head at the same time, and it looked awesome. What it was just such a great spot. Um, what did you think of this match, mate? Uh, I think
0: it was um, it was I think it was a real good match for what it was. Uh, I, I feel like the crowd kind of they just came off like a real high. So yeah, they, were kind yeah. of like, just, just, they were kind of, like, just flat. Like, not super flat, but, like, they were kind of flat for the match. But I think they, by the time, like, the match was heading to, the, like, the closing portion, I feel like they got the crowd back in it. Like, Pete does great. Uh, I, I really like Damian Priest. I feel like the way they presented the killing and dances, He returned to NXT. Like, he, he's been built like a true monster. And I really like that. Like, he, he like, he, the, the difference between him and how he was... Even when he was last in NXT, is so different. Like he's like a legit monster now. And yeah. like, I, I don't. I just want to say this. I keep saying people saying that Killian Dane was using um the the one winged angel. Killian Dane has been using that move for years. Like I don't think he stole that from yeah. Kenny Omega. He's been using that for a long time. Like, I remember so,
1: seeing him use that in ICW.
0: Yeah, he, he's he's always been using that move. Like that's you know. It, like I mean, of course, people associate that with Kenny Omega yeah. because Kenny Omega is a bigger name. But you know, they just want to throw that out there. But that was yeah, that yeah. was a, that that was a real good match between them three. Um, You know, they they went out there and did what they could with the crowd they had, and I, I even though it took the crowd a minute to get into it, it was really good. And Peter Dunn got the win. I, I think Killian Dane should have got the win. Cause, I mean, I mean, Peter Dunn's a made man. But you know, I I I mean, when I thought about it like after the match, I was like, yeah, I, I mean, if I, if I was uh, putting that on in front of a majority of casual, like not casual, but like if if I was a, a casual viewer watching that, I would want to put on Pete Dunn versus Adam Cole opposed to the other guys.
1: Yeah, I thought Killian Dane had a really really good showing, but yeah, you're right. I thought like Pete Dunn, but then i don't know pete dunn and adam cole on survivor series was so good so i don't know but yeah i can see what you're saying totally um next up was finn balor versus matt riddle i thought this was finn balor's best match for a very long time
0: i um, agree i agree and yeah man. Ba- balor, his, his transition has been crazy he has had a great transition
1: yeah, man, it's been really cool seeing
0: and that. And that that, man, that, 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 bloody Sunday is hell, isn't it? Yeah, that finisher, that, 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 that drop DDT that he, dashes shit is, oh my, my bad for the language, but that, yeah. that is crazy. Like, that move looked like it could go so wrong. Yes, yeah, it, it looks, looks so, it, it looks so damn cool. Yeah,
1: so it's a good match. I am. Um, Matt Riddle the way they're booking him is frustrating me like I knew Finn was going to win and he should have won this because they're building him back up and stuff but I feel like when they were doing the in the NXT invasion stuff Riddle got a bit lost in the kind of where everyone was invading um I felt like they should have put a bit more um a bit more focus on on him when he was up in Raw and SmackDown because he is so special and I just think like they had him pin Orton, uh, Survivor Series, which we'll get to in a minute, and then they had him, but Baron Corbin get him okay. out straight away. And I understand wanting to get him, have the you know get a heat and stuff. But like I felt like they could have done a bit more with Matthew Riddle.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, some like I mean, when I look at situations like that, I mean, especially in these type of situations. Like I don't think every is gonna be possible for to to get like a lot of shine on most of the people that we think should get shine. I mean, somebody was gonna be the odd man out in certain yeah, situations. Yeah. Like I, I I I I see with people like I've I've seen that uh like with your your point before, like people saying like Riddle kind of got lost in the mix. But I mean, if it wasn't Riddle, it was gonna be somebody else. And like I I feel like out of everybody that was in that mix for NXT. I don't think it it necessarily hurts Riddle because I think Riddle's always gonna be over regardless. Like people just love Matt Riddle. I just think now is a matter of time of getting him like back on track of where you yeah. had him on. But like like I said, like anything like things change. Like I'm pretty sure plans changed. Like they probably had something for Riddle and it got switched up. And then like now look at it. Keith, Keith Lee was able to gain some of that traction, and now he's a big man. You know what I'm saying? Like people talking about, damn, he he they wanted him to go to. Goddamn WrestleMania and face Brock for the title after what he did to Roman Reigns, you know. And Keith Lee had a great show with Roman Reigns. And I mean, you no know, th- that that could have been Matt Riddle, but yeah, you know, I feel like so- sometimes, like sometimes, you just a-, a product of everything going on, and you just got to play a role. And that's what Matt Riddle did. He played his role, and he 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 got some shine, you know. But it just wasn't the shine that most would think he would have got. But you know, I, I think a-, a big thing coming out of this. Like especially during this match that he had with Finn Balor, is that he's starting to like use a lot more Goldberg's moves. Oh, yeah. And and, pe- and people are kicking out of the moves. And I think that's like I I don't know if that's like intentional, but like I, I really like that and I-, I definitely think that one of these days probably I'ma say I'm gonna bank on next next September that we're gonna get riddle versus Goldberg at one of the Saudi shows. Do you think? See, oh, I yeah. think I think that's I think, gonna happen.
1: Do you know what do you know what I think they might do? Is Riddle be in the Royal Rumble? Um, and he'll come in, clean house or whatever, and uh, he'll have someone up in the the jackhammer. And then Goldberg Goldberg will be the next entrance in his music. Oh, goodness! What a face off! <laughs> what a pop!
0: Nah, man, keep, keep, keep Goldberg out the rumble, say somebody else that's bad. Have, have, have Goldberg come running on him like without being in the rumble, have him come like toss him over the top rope, or something like that. We'll we'll, gonna, we'll we'll need we'll need the spat wasted on Goldberg, man.
1: Yeah, I can see that, but I would like, and I only want to see Riddle versus Goldberg if they give Riddle a convincing win. If they ain't going to give him a convincing win, then keep Goldberg away from him. That's all I can say.
0: Um we, we got to do a podcast. I can't wait to Goldberg pin Riddle in ten seconds. So oh me, man. you do you do the podcast. That wanna
1: be that wanna be over 18s. <laughs> so, right. Um so next up we got uh, the men's war games match. Jesus oh yeah well, what,
0: what, wait, first Christ. what did you uh what did you think about the, the riddle? Uh just just quick thoughts. Like, Riddle, by about that, the riddle? I thought it was I really,
1: really it was a really good match. It was I thought it was I thought actually I thought it was Riddle's best match for a while as well. Um Do you think thought, um
0: you think oh you go ahead. I was gonna ask you a question I, after, but,
1: No no I was gonna say I just thought they both had a great great match i thought they both looked super strong um and i thought they did a good job even though like everyone knew that riddle was gonna you know he was gonna lose um but i thought they did a good job of protecting him in terms of they've made uh finn's finisher straight away has been kept strong and really good um and did you notice the only CM Punk chant in the whole of NXT Takeover was when Riddle did the GTS? Um, yeah. Apart from that, there was not one chant, which I thought was yeah. cool. so That That's just meant, good, the, man. Yeah, it just meant the crowd, the crowd was, was having really a good, good time. Yeah. yeah let me and ask I, you this:
0: So, so you, so you think Balor's taking the, the NXT title of Adam Cole in February at, at Takeover? Because I, 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 I think we might get a three-way with. Cole, Champa, and Balor, and that way Cole doesn't have to take a pin, because I think Champa's gonna take the pin if, if that's the direction we're going. But I, I, I do think we we probably either gonna get um we probably gonna get Balor's NAC champion, and the only reason I won't say champ is because he just came off neck surgery, and I'm pretty sure they don't want to take that risk of having it be a part two of what just happened earlier this year when he won and when he was NAC champion, then you got to take the title off because of injury, God forbid. You know, but I I think that's the direction they're going with Finn Balor as NXT champion.
1: Yeah, I am. My only disappointment with the whole thing since Finn's come back is that we I really thought that that meant we, especially because they he's been interacting with Undisputed Era so much. I really thought we were going to get Undisputed Era versus the club um, or the OC. And uh, that still like gets on my nerves a bit that they haven't gone with that route, but I do think yeah Finn will probably take it off Adam Cole, um. Yeah, but then it's like what do you do with Adam Cole then once you've taken the title off him?
0: Give feels, him a break after this year he's had.
1: Well, after the month he's just had, he's done like a year's a year's worth of tra- traveling and working in the last Dude, month.
0: Look at look look at his his twenty nineteen like. Him and and Will Ospreay are my my wrestlers of the year for for the men's side. Like these dudes, like especially okay, just talk about Adam Cole specifically. Royal Rumble, right? He did the Royal Rumble. He had a uh, the WrestleMania weekend match with with Gargano. Ran it back at Takeover twenty five. I think he had a he had a, a real good match at Brooklyn. I think he was on Brooklyn. I mean take I mean Takeover uh Toronto, mm. like. He what else had that crazy month? This month, in November, the the, the SmackDown, uh, the the bangers with NXT. He had a lot. He had a couple hit matches with Matt Riddle this year, like, and then he's capped it off at Survivor Series. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be defending the NXT title against somebody, probably Finn Balor, take over Portland. And if he beats Finn Balor, I, I'm I'm a one hundred percent sure. That Adam Cole is going to be defending the NXT title at WrestleMania. Like, I'm 100% sure. And I'm I yeah. pro- probably, 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 it's going to be in the Rumble too. So, like, he he's had a hell of a year, man. But yeah, we, uh, the, the men's War Games match, the main oh, event. Oh, yeah. That, that,
1: that
0: was, a, uh, that was a good, that was a really great match. I really enjoyed very, that. Very,
1: very good. They the killed thing, each other. Oh, God, yeah. The one thing I, I wouldn't say I don't like, the one thing I struggle with a little bit with the War Games is you miss, you miss bits of it. Because the camera is constantly flicking, trying to when they're on the opposite sides of the ring. Let's see,
0: that's, that's, see that, that. That's what I meant. To t- that's what I was trying to tell you earlier about the yeah. women's match. That's why I wasn't. That's why I liked that it. it was. Um, it was only six people. Because if it wasn't, you would have had that same type of you know switching the cameras, missing action.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. You,
0: you hear, you hearing people whoing it on, but you can't see it because you're not there. Because they're on yeah. the other side of the ring.
1: Yeah, these guys. I tell you what, they uh, they killed each other. Um, so the, the the mystery guy was uh, Kevin Owens for Team Champa. Um What did you think of the surprise and the match, generally?
0: I got one thing to say, one thing to say, only that pop was unreal, sir.
1: It was big, wasn't it? Woo! Kevin, and I was, and he wore his, uh, his NXT t-shirt, which I thought was cool, and he came out to his NXT Titantron, which I also thought was cool. The pop was huge. Uh, he at one point, him and Adam Cole were on the steel plate between the two rings, and he teased. Uh, he started to put Adam Cole into a package pile driver on the metal plate. Um, and I gotta say, I if you'd said to me before that they were gonna tease that, I'd have said no. I wouldn't. I won't buy that. They're not gonna do a package pile driver like into 2019 in the WWE on a you know like a metal plate like that. No way. But when when he was teasing it, I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna do it! They're gonna do it! They're gonna do it!" And then they didn't do it. They Adam Cole gave him a Panama Sunrise on the steel instead, which oh, he killed Kevin Owens.
0: Yeah, man, hundred percent. Like they, 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 like the, the thing about NXT. I think they're more like free with their moveset. Yeah. Like and they, they, I, I was seeing Kevin Owens do some stuff when he first got in the cage. I haven't seen him do it in a minute. Like yeah. especially with Finn Balor, like Finn Balor wasn't doing the Bloody Sunday on the main roster. He wasn't even doing the 1916 on the main roster. Like so, yeah, it was it it was good, man. It's good to like, it see, was, and I think yeah.
1: that's why Finn Balor's match was so much better because he's he's a bit freer to to work like his normal like his style, um, and I just feel like sometimes they restrict them too. I understand they want them to be safe and, you know, they don't want people to get hurt and all this type of stuff. But I do feel like it hurts their characters and this their their matches sometimes the way they do restrict them. Um, but there was no restrictions on this war games match and, uh, it finished with a, I gotta say it was an incredible spot to finish, but it was, uh, I was worried, man. Like champer came back from neck surgery recently not just came back but came back like 3 months early or something and he's on top of the on top of the cage with Adam Cole and he hits an air raid crash so he's got Adam Cole like on his back and falls through the off the top of the cage through the two tables and I was just like oh my god I just was wait I was looking when they were like announcing the winner I was just looking at the two of them on the floor to see if they were like moving especially um like, Champa because of his neck injury, I was like, jeez. But he took real, real good care of Adam Cole. Tucked that head, and he protected him all the way. And I, I like that they didn't get carried away when they were at the top of the cage. They didn't get carried away and rush through it. They they made, like, Champa and Cole, they made sure that it was, like, set up, and they Champa made sure he had him secure. You know what I mean? Like, it was... Scary spot in some ways, but they were real, real professional about looking after each other on the way down, crashing through the
0: table. Yeah, I agree, man. 100%. Um,
1: yeah, overall, I thought it was a great show, mate. Really good. One of my favorite NXTs for a while. Um, not that any of them have been bad, but this one was particularly good. I thought I th- every single match was good, even the pre show match, I really enjoyed. Um, the only thing. I was sl- secretly disappointed that the the surprise wasn't my squirrel, but like deep down I knew he wasn't going to be there, and I knew he wasn't coming to WWE.
0: Body squirrel, he's still working final battle.
1: I know. I just you know in my head I was like, yeah, man, the villain's going to turn up, the music's going to hit, and the crowd's going to go ballistic. Does he happy-
0: own? Does he own the rights to that theme song, or is that uh, Ray of yeah, theme song? Yeah, I
1: got a feel. I got a feeling. He owns it, but I might be wrong, because I'm sure he He's used a, he used it. it it's, uh, gonna
0: be, used it's gonna, the gonna be it's gonna be a hit to his character if he doesn't have the rights to that theme song. Like if he does decide to leave, like is that but theme song is such a part of the villain character,
1: it is. But one thing WWE did very well, and I think AEW have got to start to do it better with the theme songs. Is do you remember when Samoa Joe came in? And mm. they didn't they didn't have his exact music. they made a great version of his music, which now everyone assumes has been his music all along like it was almost if you listen back to to some of his older stuff this, the music he used to come out to. I thought when he had to change his music coming into n x t that it would be like a bit of a hit to his character um and I just think I guess it just it depends what music you give him, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Um, so what we've got for time, right? We've gonna we're gonna skip through Survivor C V super quick. It's a really long show, anyway. So what we'll do? Um, let's talk about some. Let's just talk about some highlights isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know the pre-show was poo. I say not all of it. The battle royal was like a waste of my time.
0: I would, I wish they would stop trying to make Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler a thing. They should have gave the win yeah. to the Street Profits.
1: Street Profits revival, the OC could have had any of those. And right, so when it comes down to the Street Profits and Ziggler and Roode, it's gotta gotta be the Street Profits because they're starting to get momentum. When you've got the revival, gear to them fine. But if you don't want to, I can understand that. The OC have just won a tournament in Saudi Arabia to say. They're the best tag team in the world. Give them the Battle Royal because that just furthers that storyline that they're the best tag team to the point where you could then perhaps move them into a title shot. Street Profits, Revival, all the OC, all better choices than Robert Rudolph and uh, Dolph Ziggler because it's pointless giving it to them. No one wanted to see them win. I'd rather seen Imperium win. But there we go. That's all we'll say on that. NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Leo Rush, man. He is. He's a crazy dude, man. He's so trucking,
0: Leo. Keep moving forward, buddy. You are the man. Leo's the man.
1: He is the man. And you look at that now, what, say six months ago, all the grief he was getting. You look at it. look at where he is now. The schedule he's working. The money he's making. It's a clever, clever dude. Knows what he's doing. And he told them straight. And one thing I like about Leo rush is he all along has been consistent in that. He knows his value. He knows that he has got something special to offer. So he tells people like he tells the WWE, like if you don't appreciate that I'm special, I'll go and go somewhere else. And I do think now, especially now he's in NXT, or back in NXT. I think, um, Triple H is going to do some special things with him,
0: for sure. For sure, man.
1: Uh, then we had the Viking Raiders dis- defeated the undisputed era, in new day. A bit disappointed I, to see. I think.
0: I, I think. I think they needed their win.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, Viking, oh yeah. Raiders. Absolutely.
0: Because yeah, I, yeah. I, I think we're going in the direction. We're going to eventually end up getting AOP versus Viking Raiders.
1: Yeah. So they, ha- they big, had They to win big, this
0: big beef battle, buddy. So oh, that's yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be a good one. And, I I mean, the mat, the match was fine. I didn't really have a yeah. problem with it. I mean, somebody had to lose. So, you know.
1: Yeah, this was a difficult one because, really, you don't want to beat any of these teams. But, um, yeah, Viking Raiders, I think, was the right choice. However, I was a bit disappointed to see it on the pre-show. But, there we go. It is what it is. I suppose someone's got to be on there. And I don't mind. The one thing I'll say is with the pre-show, I don't mind... If you've got like what the UFC does, where you have a couple like three matches, say on the on the WWE pre shows on the main roster, have have three matches on there and build the third final match as the main event of the pre show, like make it feel special. Um, Because then I think people will watch. Then I think it's not it doesn't feel so much like oh I'm on the pre show. Um, But Kofi Kingston, you know, a couple of months ago WWE champion. Now
0: we we let, let's go ahead and skip past that because we're not even gonna get it. We're gonna be we're gonna go past the time,
1: buddy. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not,
0: I'm not even gonna get into that. We're gonna not leave, we're getting
1: into that, that okay,
0: uh, uh I'm next point go up going on a tangent and I'm, yeah, gonna be, I'm gonna be talking for the next 40 minutes about how they doing kofi
1: Yeah, he's gonna be back. So, um, team NXT women defeated the Raw and SmackDown team. Uh, the survivors were Rhea Ripley, LeRae, and Io Shirai. This, I thought, was a pretty damn good match. I really, really, I wouldn't say like from a from a work point of view, it was like amazing, but I did really, really enjoy it. Um, I liked the little stories they did. I liked the way they protected Io Shirai. And uh, the one thing I did think I didn't wasn't so fussed on was the way they did the kind of double injury. I thought that was a bit overbooking almost. Um, I feel like they could have just taken one no, of
0: them I, out. let see. I'm 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 gonna just disagree. Like on that point, I disagree. Disagree with you. I think that was actually good. I think that was good booking by Triple H because that is a way to avoid his people getting pinned. Like that is it's like clever. actually some, like they they figure th- from that. Like I'm pretty sure he was like from a booking perspective. He probably was like, "Well, I don't want my people getting pinned, so yeah. I'm gonna pull them out of this match." And I think that's actually smart. And that's something that. Uh, whoever's controlling Raw SmackDown should have probably thought of to protect some of your people, because he's like, well, I'm I'm not about to pin my people, so the majority of them, well, I'm not gonna pin the ones that can't afford to take a pin right now, so why do that? And I think that was very very smart. Only thing in this match, uh, I'm off the top, just being quick here. I think Tony Storm kind of felt lost, like I kind of forgot she was in here. Like she she's kind of like been like just. I I, like she hasn't been on NXT UK forever, so like it, like, and I I know she is a part of NXT US full time, so it was kind of like weird seeing her because like they haven't mentioned her at all and like she just kind of popped up. So, yeah, they didn't even like mention it when they brought her
1: in, you know, when they brought her in, they didn't even like on SmackDown, wasn't it? And they didn't even say, Oh my god, it's Tony Storm, it was just she was just there. Um, but yeah, I suppose I can see that um, you know, what you were saying about protecting the pin and stuff, that's quite clever. Um but I really I liked seeing Sarah Logan and and uh, Carmella and Dana Brooke get some get some action and get some time. Um Oscar's my favourite still. I just can't get enough Oscar. Um and I loved over the last week, every time we saw Eo Shirai and Carrie Sane face off was just like this awesome moment. Even though they never quite got going against each other, I just loved that moment where they were facing off. And there's so many, there were so many little face-offs in the women's match that could lead to something special. Um, so I think, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, the what else got? Roderick Strong defeated uh, Nakamura with some Sami Zayn and AJ. Were you surprised that he, Roderick got the win here?
0: Uh, not really. I mean I c I kinda felt like AJ AJ's AJ's made man. I don't really think they got from what I see, like they I don't really think Shinsuke is a priority to them. That's what, what it seems like. I feel like he's just like a champion just to be champion. Like I I feel like they need to do something quick with Shinsuke like, ASAP, like, to make him super interesting again. Like, for real, for real, honestly, what they could do is they could just switch his theme song back to what it was, and people, I think people would people love Shinsuke again, like, super love him, like how they used to. But, I mean, you know, I mean, they, they, I think they are advertising um Shinsuke versus The Miz uh, versus Sami Zayn for the IC title at the Starcade show on Sunday. So, I mean, maybe that's, like, a preview of what's to come. Maybe we'll finally get the Sami Zayn, I guess, uh, Maybe he's going to take a start. just Shinsuke for the title. What do you What do you think about the IC title? Because I don't like it.
1: Um, I don't hate it, but I don't like it. I would have li- I would prefer them to just ch- If they wanted to change it up, just change the strap. Because I like the traditional one. Um, I'd, r- I'd like to see them change the US title. And I'd like to see them change the... There's another title which I don't like. And I can't remember which one it is. Oh, the cruiserweight. Um, I want to get rid of the purple strap on the cruiserweight title, Um, but the IC title, I just it's it's all right. It's it's, it's, I don't hate it, but I don't. I'm not like wow. Like the the NXT UK titles are like beautiful and amazing, and they look just awesome. And the IC title, I was just like yeah. So. Uh, next up was the NXT Championship match, which was Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne. What did you think of this one? Because I thought this was the best match of the night by far.
0: Yeah, they—they they, uh, they, it was kind of like the the Dun Damian Priest uh the Killing Dame match. Like I think the crowd was kind of you know down for it, not down, but like they were kind of flat at the beginning, yeah. and then they Cole Cole and Dunn ruled them right back in, oh, yeah. put on a banger, and Adam Cole Bebe is still the NXT Champion and having a great year. And now I don't know what they're going to do with Pete Dunne.
1: Yeah, Adam Cole's pretty over. He's, uh, wherever he goes, people seem to like him. Um, he's just he's just one of those. He's so charismatic, though, isn't he? Like, the way he speaks, the way he moves. He, he comes off as a star. Um, And, like, I, everyone goes on about how small Adam Cole is. And like he's not massive, but like when you put him up against Finn Balor or Daniel Bryan or people like that, he's not that much smaller than them. And so I just think, and he's so charismatic and he carries himself like a star. So I do think he's the sort of small guy that Vince would like because of the way he can cut a promo and the way he carries himself. I don't think he's as small as people make out, but maybe maybe I'm wrong.
0: I mean, what? I I, I just think like I mean, as far as size goes, m- majority of the top wrestlers are small. So I mean, I really don't think it matters, honestly.
1: No, no, me neither. What would you
0: do? I with... I, I, I I think it would have been a very uh like it would have been obvious if you did the three way with Cole, uh, Bray, and Brock. I think that would have yeah. really made Adam Cole look small. Of
1: course, but then but, Brock I mean, is massive, isn't he? Like Brock is like superhumanly big, and the Fiend is big as well. Bray Wyatt's big as well.
0: Bray Wyatt's like say? just a naturally built dude, so yeah. You know, I think Cole would have looked weird there, but I mean, it really don't matter. I mean, like, what, like I, people are very selective in what they choose to to pick out on. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I really don't. I really don't see the issue, but I mean, you know, teach his own. And I, yeah. as far as uh Pete Dunn, I, I I think you should put no, nah, don't do that. But I was going to think, I I think next for him is a North American title feud. Yeah, probably with Wilder Strong. I Go down be the card a, a little bit, or or you, I, or you could wrap it up with him and Killian Dane. But I mean, if you're going to do that, you might as well put Killian Dane over since Pete Dunn's already on a losing streak. Ain't no point of doing flip floppy with it. Like no. if Pete Dunn's gonna be on a losing streak, then have him on a losing streak.
1: Do you think they might put him on a losing streak and then have uh Tyler Bate and uh Trent seven come back and then have Ooh, pete, and then have, and then have Pete Dunne turn on them after a, like a little losing streak? Because we haven't seen heel pete Dunne for a while um, and true. then do him versus Tyler Bate.
0: yeah that that that's a good idea something, something I something different. yeah um, i i'm I'm actually with that Sounds for NXT Creative.
1: Of course, I should be creative already. I'd have written better than some of they what well, they've done over the last year. But anyway, Whoa, NXT? I, no, no. Or, or main role, uh, I'm about to say sad. WWE, generally. Just generally. But uh, yeah. You'd have just had The Fiend and the OC versus Undisputed Era yeah, over bro. and over, over and over again every night.
0: We let you. We let you get the pin. We'll be going for the Fiend versus Riddleware Mania right now. Yeah.
1: So what? To, right, okay. So next was the Universal Championship match, which was the Fiend defeated Daniel Bryan. I really enjoyed this match, which is no surprise because I enjoy everything which Bray Wyatt and the Fiend generally do. Um, but I actually thought Daniel Bryan did so well in this match. He got the crowd into it. He sold them a ticket. They thought at one point he was going to win. And uh, when the Fiend catches him in midair with the manable claw, I thought that was a really cool way to finish it as well. Um, I just thought it was pretty good for what it is. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's going to be a glorified squash match because of the way they're building the Fiend up. But Daniel Bryan still managed to make it good and interesting with the way he works. And you got the yes chance back which adds to his character but the fiends still kicked out after the yes chance what do you think of the red light
0: I'm i'm not a fan of red light but i mean I'm, I'm guessing that's just a part of the character so i'm just gonna stop complaining about it so i mean yeah. it is what it is now uh I, I don't think Bray's matches are meant to be like classic classic matches they're meant to not tell really. a story and that's what that's what he did uh the whole point was to get Daniel Bryan back to, I guess, the the revive the Yes Movement. I guess, I guess that was yeah. the whole point, and he he did what he said he was going to do with Seth Rollins. So I mean, Fiend's having a good run as Universal Champion. I think they're doing a great job of presenting him, like with the with the with the builds. Um, I'm real, I'm I'm really interested to see what's next for him heading into the TLC. Probably shouldn't even have him defend the title at TLC and just wait to the Rumble. So I mean, you know. Yeah, everything going good for the fame right now i'm very interested to see who who's next on his his list and, and who, they, he's gonna rever- who he's going to be who he's going to be revealing on the five five fun house this week
1: is it going to be live
0: i don't i don't i don't know man i don't know she's, what's going on with that
1: she um she's she's been teasing but these what people forget is these workers they work and this they know when people are kind of getting excited or they're like speculating that so and so's coming back and they do feed into it a bit. So she could just be having a bit of fun, but she has been teasing it herself that she, you know, she's coming back soon. I'd like to see what they could do with it. I feel like it could be quite interesting Um, and something different. So I'm all for it. Um, so we had the men's survivor series match,
0: uh, I don't. please we, we, this, we, we just, I want to point this out like we can just uh. I think Keith Lee was made in this match. That exchange he had with Roman Reigns was great. They made him into a star. Um, like that that was just my high point from that match. Like just off the top, while we running on time, I feel like that was that was yeah, a real yeah. real great moment for Keith Lee, and he showed out. Yeah.
1: So um, I'm just gonna kind of skip through some of the bits. I like Walter was super over. The crowd loved him. Uh, that was surprising. I was so disappointed that they screwed him over in like two or three minutes. Really, really pissed off. Um, I riddle versus Gable, like five minutes of just chain wrestling and grappling was awesome. So good. Um, and then you had riddle, uh, riddle rolled up Randy Orton, which I thought was awesome. But then Orton gave him an RKO, which I don't think that's the end of that story. Um, the moment where Strowman was mowing everyone down right outside the ring and he came up against Keith, Keith Lee and they both went down. I thought that was awesome. Um, Yeah, and Baron Corbin, like picking up the fan favourites and pinning them and like coming up behind them and pinning them like Riddle and I think that's clever. Clever booking, even if he, you, you know, he doesn't suit what I like. It, it's clever to get the heat on him. Um, And like the crowd When Riddle, when it was Riddle uh, Rollins and Reigns Everyone thought that Riddle was going to lose And those two were going to be the two survivors So I thought it was really cool To see Keith Lee take out Seth Rollins I thought that was uh, awesome And you know Keith Lee's made now If they wanted to move him to Raw He could turn up But he could go straight into the main event If they wanted to I agree man Will they do it, is the question. Um, Then we had Brock versus Rey Mysterio.
0: They should have did it. They should have pulled the trigger. They should have put him on. They should have pulled the trigger, man. That was a great moment.
1: They should have called an audible when Dominic came out. As soon as they hit that low blow and the crowd was going nuts and they were so emotional, they should have called an audible and had when they both did the frog splashes. Should have been it. Yeah, it should have been it because then you, the you, one.
0: you, know me and me, you were talking about this during the last podcast. Like I said, they always do this. Everybody always get these little comeback moments against Brock, but they couldn't give for Kofi. Yeah, see you what did, I'm yeah. that. See that that's, that's 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 that shit I'm talking about right there. You see, you see my mad. You see my mad, side You see my mad. I see, I'm about to throw the phone. We're, why gonna why do, we're, gonna,
1: we're gonna do they, a whole podcast on just Kofi next.
0: They, they keep doing that. Everybody gets these special comeback moments against Brock. You telling me yeah. you couldn't do that for Kofi? This Ray match wasn't even long; it was like yeah. nine minutes. You telling just me you to, couldn't? Have, it doesn't have
1: to be long, does it? it just you telling me you, you, tell like you couldn't
0: give Kofi like a Trouble of Paradise, like a little low blow spat, Biggie or Xavier yeah. Woods interfere? You know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. you telling me you couldn't give me nothing, like nothing? But you telling me you go out of your way to get Dominic to frog splash. That was a nice frog splash, by the way. He had a nice frog splash on Brock. That was nice. But you telling me. Everybody gets these little comeback stories on Brock, but Kofi couldn't get one. Seaside, that's what I was talking about last time.
1: Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's, it is shit, though. It's like,
0: come on. But but, but, but just focusing on the rematch, that was a, I really enjoyed that. I always enjoy when Brock walks with smaller dudes. I, always, I, like, I was really expecting high expectations for the rematch because I mean, yeah, come on now. It's Ray Mysterio and Brock. like. The size alone makes it a fun match. And it was a fun match. And I think the way they involved Dominic was really good. Uh, I think going from now, next, I want to see, I think what we're going to get next is Ricochet versus Brock at Royal Rumble. I think that's what's going to happen. And right. we're, gonna probably, we're probably we probably, going to get Rey Mysterio and Dominic teaming up at WrestleMania. So I'm looking forward to that. But remember I said this, I tweet this out when you put the, when you put the thing out. I said Ricochet versus Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble. I want everybody to go earlier this year. It was an episode of Raw. I think it was coming out of WrestleMania over the summer when Ricochet came down to the ring and he he walked past Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman meme mugged him. It's going to all come full circle. I'm telling you, Ricochet versus Brock 2020 World Rumble with Houston. Ricochet is going to sell his life away for Brock Lesnar.
1: That would be awesome. i got to say, I would love to see that match. I think Ricochet could do some amazing shit with Brock. Um, right. I've got to go, so I'm going to have to... That's why we're speeding through Survivor Series, guys, so I apologize, but we focused on NXT because NXT rocks. Um, so the Women's Championship Showcase, which was the main event, Shayna Baszler defeated Bayley and Sasha Banks. I felt quite sorry. And they, uh, uh, Becky sorry, Lynch. Be- Becky Lynch. Sorry.
0: Did, 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 you think, did you think Ronda was coming out? Like, did you think that I was did. what happened? I did, too.
1: When Becky attacked her at the end and said, this is my fucking show,
0: Oh, I, d- I, I definitely thought uh
1: thought she was coming.
0: I definitely think that was, that yeah. was about to, the scene songs about to hit, but that made the crowd just seem like they were flat, man. I felt bad for them. like they didn't have the crowd. Like I I don't know what people expect from Shayna Baszler matches. Like you, I think you gotta have a certain taste in wrestling to understand, well, not understand, but enjoy Shayna matches. I know you do, and I do, cause she's just like technical savvy. But like I don't know what I guess some people in that crowd were really familiar with how she worked.
1: Yeah, and I also think that, obviously, the men's match was pretty good just before, um, and you had the, the Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio. Um, I almost feel like they should have put the the Brock match on last or the Fiend match on last. I know, like, really, when you know the results, put Adam Cole and Pete Dunne on last, but I know they're not going to put the NXT you know the NXT show, uh, title match on last, but like that as a main event would have been incredible. Um, because I actually thought the wins match; I thought it was pretty good. I quite liked it, but the crowd just didn't get into it, and that took away from it a lot. Um, but I, I actually thought it was all right. It wasn't as bad as people say. Um, NXT wins the night. So, yeah, they. Were you surprised at how how strongly they booked NXT?
0: No, not at all. Because, I mean, I think that, like, even though they don't really mention it, I think they want to, you know, uh, get ahead of, uh, well, NXT. They want NXT to be ahead of all the wrestling in the ratings, even though the ratings don't really necessarily mean which show is better. But I yeah. think, you know, it's just a good accolade to have that, you know, you beat them in the ratings. And I think there's a lot of more eyes. i go going to be on NXT, and we're going to see today, as of this uh, Thursday, uh, November 28th, that we're recording this podcast, we're going to see who wins the ratings uh, for this week. And I, I kind of like from what I heard, I heard that both shows were kind of flat, like they they weren't as exciting as they normally were. So I'm very excited to watch uh, NXT and see if that if that holds weight because I kind of felt that way about the AEW show. It was good, but it wasn't, you know, it was like it wasn't eh,
1: great. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. The Jericho, uh, I thought Jericho's promo at the start was really funny.
0: I, I'm but... gonna say this with Jer- Jericho adding. Sean to to the end of every word is hilarious. Like that is funny. I <laughs> I, I, I will give him that. Him saying celebrate Sean and the yeah. champion. That 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 is funny. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah.
1: He's the goat. Uh guys, you can follow Andrew on Twitter at AD Thompson.
0: Underscore the, underscore.
1: Underscore underscore. And uh, I'm at ace underscore nation. Uh, Facebook.com slash ace youtube.com slash ace podcast nation. Also check out Andrew's YouTube channel as well because he has awesome interviews. And uh, guys,
0: I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Sal si on the spot right here before we go. Sal, si, we go, doing the I'll be doing the the Royal Rumble uh, throwback review.
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah, uh, I don't know when, but it'll okay. be soon. <laughs> and then it'll be out over Christmas. I'm gonna. Okay. Me and Andrew are gonna review Royal Rumble. Uh, I can't even remember what year we the, said. The one, the one before WrestleMania Seventeen. Yeah, so it's going to be. I'm doing the Royal Rumble from that year with Andrew, and then we're doing WrestleMania Seventeen with Alex McCarthy of TalkSport. It's going to be sweet, good.
0: Sweet, sweet. Andrew, thank you for joining me.
1: Yeah, two proper journalists. Not like me. I'm just an amateur.
0: You're amateur. Imagine. Make sure, make sure to check out my guy's side uh, with uh, the USC fighter coming up soon. Yeah, unscripted. Get your get your get your get your weird questions in.
1: Get those, get that weird shit in, <laughs> guys. I let see you next time, Andrew. You are a legend. Thank you for joining me.
0: Please, brother. Always good time to talk to you.